Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 94 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me uh, materials covering March the 29th to April the 4th, uh, Easter. I am he who liveth, I am he who is slain. Uh, and today we're studying the section which is titled Because of Jesus Christ I Can Be Resurrected which covers again another number of verses uh, and sections uh, in uh, the Doctrine and Covenants. Uh, I just want to read the uh, the introduction to this as, as an introduction I should say uh, uh, some of the bits from the actual Come Follow Me manual. It says quote Joseph Smith knew how it feels to mourn the death of loved ones. Two of his brothers Alvin and Don Carlos died as young men. Joseph and Emma buried six children, each younger than two years two years old. But from the revelations that he received, Joseph gained an eternal perspective on death and God's eternal plan. Close quote. This is probably, I think, for me, one of the most hope-filled and hope and most exhilarating and exciting and just joyous uh, new pieces of information we get from the story of Easter. I mean. Obviously, the, the, the victory over spiritual death is a key and important one. Uh, and again, it can't be underestimated because, um, well, without it, we, we would have no hope. <laughs> so actually, what, about what I just said doesn't really make sense because, you know, all of it is hope-filled. The whole message of Easter is hope-filled, not just what I'm about to mention. Um, but we'll talk about the spiritual de- um, victory over death Uh in a, in a couple of days uh, on Saturday and Sunday. I want to focus on and split this up into the physical death and then the spiritual death. Uh, and so, yes, the, the fact that we will be resurrected, the fact that we know that we will live on after this, but not only that we will live on as spirits with having come to earth and experienced and tasted the, 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 the knowledge and the um, sweetness that it is to have a physical body that we can interact with, that we can make a difference in the world around us with and just be just be agents unto ourselves to act rather than be you know to have to be acted upon the fact that we know that we will receive this body after this but in a perfected state and that is for everyone um every single person that's lived on this earth who has had a body except uh, the, the, the sons of perdition and as has been mentioned previously in the uh, the last um, in last week's um, chapter 29 episode, or week, I should say, it was a whole week focusing on section 29, uh, you have to work pretty hard to become a son of perdition. Um, it isn't going to be someone that makes a mistake and doesn't repent. Um, it is someone that is literally going out to destroy the church, to fight against the church of Christ, having a knowledge of it and doing so with with wickedness in their hearts. Uh, you know, it is really, really a select few. Um, but in terms of overcoming his, um, death, this is a, such a wonderful message for me. You know, I think, I don't think, I mean, I've obviously lost a couple of um, relatives in my living memory uh, that that's I dearly miss. Uh, and the knowledge that I'll see them again is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um and I'm sure that as I go throughout life as I, and as I get older and people around me, uh, closer to me, uh, start start to go that way as well, this will only become an even more hope-filled message. Um, and it's one which we are, you know, blessed to have 
In Doctrine and Covenants section 42, verses 45 to 46, uh, it says this, Thou shalt live together in love, insomuch that thou shalt weep for the loss of them that die, and more especially for those that have not hope of a glorious resurrection. And it shall come to pass that, th- that those that die in me shall not taste of death, for it shall be sweet unto them. Now, I want to clarify this. I just said that everyone will be resurrected uh, and be perfected after this life. But this this seems to say that uh, those that die or have not hope of a glorious resurrection. And I think that what we can learn from this is that the word glorious here is the uh, indicator between a celestial resurrection or a terrestrial terrestrial resurrection. Still will be filled with great hope and joy, but will have regrets uh, if it is not a celestial one. President Russell M. Nelson said this, quote, Irrespective of age, we mourn for those loved and lost. Mourning is one of the deepest expressions of pure love. It is a natural response in a complete accord with divine commandments. Thou shalt live together in love, insomuch that thou shalt weep for the loss of them that die. Moreover, we can't fully appreciate joyful reunions later without tearful separations now. The only way to take sorrow out of death is to take love out of life. Close quote. And I think this is a beautiful, absolutely wonderful message. It's, it almost seems kind of um, irreverent, really, for me to mention this now. But I've been watching a Marvel series recently called WandaVision. And it is a, a fantastic series. I fully recommend it, uh, particularly for those that enjoy the Marvel films. But even if you don't, uh, it's still a, a pretty interesting series. Uh, but basically, not to, to give anything away, but the... The main character, or one of the main characters, has lost the love of her life before this series begins, uh, and you kind of see a flashback with her and her love of her and her love um, towards the end of this, um, and it's re- and it's not reflecting on anything that's necessarily happened in the series, but just you know what they were having as a conversation before he does he is killed in in a later film. Uh, and he says this, uh, and it just absolutely blew me away, <laughs> just the insight of it. He says, what is grief but love persevering? Which is what I think um, is what exactly what President Russell M. Nelson is saying here. You know, it, to mourn, even though we have a hope of a resurrection, is completely normal. And I think that's a really important message that we take um, from this, is that yes, the resurrection is a hope-filled message but that doesn't mean that we're not allowed to mourn. It doesn't mean that we're not allowed to be sad or to be upset or distraught even that we've lost a loved one because that is still a bitter, painful experience. Even if we have that hope of a resurrection and to be with them again, that that separation will not be permanent. Um, it is still a very difficult thing to go through, but it's not difficult because we're weak. It's not difficult because we should you know, have better hope because, you know, we, we have a hope in Christ. It is bitter because we love them so much. We love them so much that when they leave us, it is grief. It is a mournful experience. And that's why, you know, we see people who go through a grief process, even when that person hasn't necessarily died or, you know, something has happened. You know, people can still go through a process of grieving up to some level um, because that is just the natural response to losing something or someone that you have loved so dearly. Uh, and death is that part. You know, it is a natural part of life, is death. But we know because of the resurrection um, that it is something which has ho- a message of hope in the end. Um, 
in Doctrine and Covenants section 63, verse 49, it says, Yea, and blessed are the dead that die in the Lord. From henceforth, when the Lord shall come, and all things shall pass away, and all things become new, they shall rise from the dead, and shall not die thereafter, and shall receive an inheritance before the Lord in the holy city. There is a great and ultimate end game to this. There is an ultimate, wonderful uh, place that we can go. Uh, and I think that as we you know, consider the resurrection and what it means for us, that resurrection morning, um, it is a beautiful, beautiful message. But we have to go through the Saturday. Uh, and that's something that John Hill from the third talks about as well, uh, is that Friday is that horrendous event where we lose that love. We lose that person that's so dear to our hearts. And then through the Saturday, that's probably the longest 24 hours. You know, the 24 hours where the actual event happens is is hard, is difficult. But it is also very surreal, I think, in that moment. And then the Saturday uh, is... Uh, yeah, the, I'm sorry, the Sunday is a beautiful day of hope and love and joy that the Saviour has worked his miracle into our lives through his atonements that we can all live again. But the Saturday will have been the longest 24 hours for those disciples, I would imagine, because that was the day where there was no hope for them. They fully didn't understand what the Saviour was speaking about when he said he would live again. Um, for why would they be so mournful? Why would they be so upset and, and dis disheartened? And why would they doubt so much? Why would two of them have to go and see for themselves to believe someone that had seen him already uh, or had seen that he had risen? And why would doubts, why would one doubt so much to the point that he had to literally see and feel for himself if they understood what he was talking about? Now, we'll talk a bit more about that tomorrow, but I'm grateful uh, to know that we can come to know about the resurrection, but we can also know that to love and to mourn is natural as well. Thank you very much for your time and, and until we meet again.